Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers. There is also PS4s, Xbox Ones, Wii U, PC, and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network. Hello and welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic, and you are listening to Tenpence Arcade Podcast. And this is a very special arcade podcast because who do I have next to me in my hobby room, junk room? It's me, Vic. Here you are. <laughs> uh, it's late. This is a bit of an unusual podcast we're doing. A bit of a, we're mixing up a little bit in an area. Yes. Um, you've been here since about four. Yeah, we went in the arcade earlier. We played some games, played lots of Sky Cursor. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, we like that. Um, you beat my score. How dare oh, you? Of course I did. And then I smashed it again. Yes. Okay. So I'm come, happy about that. Come right back. Come right back in your face, yeah. Holly. Oh, I'm the whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm the <gasps> in your face. Oh, it's only a, sh- a quick in your face because I'll be back. Death at dusk. <laughs> Doing little sky cursing sound bites now. So what's going to happen is you're here for a special reason. Um, you're staying here tonight. Yes. And get up about half five in the morning tomorrow morning. And my lovely wife's going to take us to Heathrow Airport. We're going to go and have a breakfast at Giraffe for some giraffe meat. Did they really sell giraffe meat? Yes, yeah, they're really long tables and plates. They put oh, on. We have breakfast, and we're going to jump on a plate and go into Sweden. We're going to Stockholm to see K-Man Sweden. Yes. And go to the Hay Arcade and have dinner with him and hang out with him and hopefully see some of his mates and stuff. So that'd be cool. Yeah, be good that. But in the meantime, we're going to do a bit of podcasting here, yeah. and then we'll pick up from Sweden. Or perhaps maybe even on the road to Sweden. On the plane or... We're on the road to, to Sweden. Come on inside. We could use that as our theme tune for the featured game, Road to Nowhere. Or we could use In Flames, because they're a Swedish death metal band. Or Road to Hell, Chris Rea. They're black metal. This is a road to, to hell. hell. This ain't no technological freeway. Is that what he says? And I'm a mummy title. <laughs> I'm a mummy title on the road to hell. And the Beatles are chasing me all around the place. <laughs> no, it doesn't like So let's get on to the normal section first. First things first. Right, I've been listening to the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast. I listen to all of them because some of the games don't appeal to me, but some do. And I like Ferg, he's a brilliant podcaster. And he did a special on bats. It's Monday, yes, I know, but it's actually National Bat Appreciation Day, not baseball bats. Not those weird rectangle-shaped banana-flavored lollipops. Those are weird. Bats. You don't like bats. Oh, neither does he. So Ferg, the Atari person, is absolutely spot on with his hypothesis that bats are jerks. They are. And Ferg is really animated on this one. I recommend everyone go listen to it. He's really animated. It's quite funny. He's, I think he's had a few happy pills, or he's, he's hyped up on coffee. <laughs> he's really gone for it, and he hates bats. I reckon Willie must have sent him some of his absinthe to help him along with the podcast. Mm, could have done. Because, yeah. Oh, I've got a Jarvis Cocker anecdote. Have you? Yeah, I told you about it earlier. I'll tell you again, just for the sake of the podcast. I haven't heard that, I will pretend. Yes. I was at the BFI the other week for the Kermode thing, where he does every first Monday of every month, where he does like a sort of funny lecture on film and stuff, and they have guests and stuff. And we were walking past where the green room area is in the BFI, because I know it's obviously famous people coming in and out of there before. Mm. 
and ooh, but Jarvis Cocker walked past me, and oh, I sort of, oh Jarv, and I sort of recognised him, and I gave my wife a nudge, and she sort of looked at me and said, "Have we just walked past someone famous?" And I said, "Hold on a minute." I said, "Excuse me, Jarvis," and he went, "Oh hello," and I said hello to him and stuff. I said, uh, "I was just walking past you then," and I sort of gave my wife a nudge, and she said, "Are we going past anyone famous?" And I sort of pointed at you, and you sort of laughed. And we started asking him about, you know, because he, he actually goes on holiday to Portland, which is our hometown, or home mm. island, I suppose. And he said, oh, yeah, I really like the bill and stuff. He's really, really pleasant to talk to you for a few minutes. And he was actually on stage later because he's, he's done a concept album yeah. where he stayed in this hotel in Hollywood. And he did all about this hotel, a very famous hotel that all the famous stars stayed at years ago. And it's been going for, you know, for yonks and stuff. And he's on this famous, this big... Um, album with a friend of his called Chili Gonzalez who's a pianist yes and he played some tr- bits of tracks of it now he sort of talked about it. it's quite interesting also in the in the what we've been up to is these and I'll put a picture on the show notes of some rather interesting slippers that Tagster alerted me to yes there was some talk on Twitter about I think Tronads was visiting a uh, sports direct was it one of the shops in the UK he was doing some yeah. work there he, he does some with IT I think and he mentioned it, and Tyson said, oh, I've bought these here. And he bought a pair of slippers, and they're called Freudian slippers. And they're actually slippers in the shape of old Sigmund Freud. A philosopher, some of uh, he's, he's a psychologist, famous psychologist. The and Unemployed Philosophers Guild, that's where they're from. Okay. And these slippers, who do they look Who do they exactly look like? They look like me, Vic. I took a picture of you earlier. They look like me, Vic. I took a picture of you earlier with them next to you, and it's you can't discern which one's which, and I shall put that on the show show notes as well. Uh, so pretty good. Also, arcade proper arcade related. I swapped my old knackered, washed out, burnt to bejesus centipede monitor mm-hmm. for a refurbed Wells Gardner K seven thousand monitor, which is a standard monitor. And I've been playing on that. Playing on that tonight, yeah. It's awesome. All this, although this new monitor does have some problems with colour purity convergence, so I think it's purity with the purity rings, where the colours aren't laying on top of each other properly, so you get like a bit of red bleed from yeah. purple. But I don't think I can fix it because I think that's one of the, the tubes I, I knackered from my dig dug when I messed with it one time. Because when I I was, I was looking to, to fiddle with it in the back, and you've got to be really careful because you've got to move the purity rings on the yoke and there's some voltage there, so you've got to be really careful. So I was sort of messing around a little bit and nothing would move. And I actually noticed I'd written on there in a blue Sharpie years ago just the letters FKD. That sort of indicates what was wrong with it. Yes. Mm. Uh, it's not so, one of them new pop drinks. No. Alcohol pop drinks, kids. This, this is shortened for... A, a, a naughty word that means broken. Uh, so I realised that was the ch- the tube I had from the old dig dug, which went a bit wrong with the colours. But it's a much brighter picture and a lot better picture than the old one. So I left it in there. I'm just going to leave it alone because it, that game's quite trippy with the colours anyway. I think it works well. You played it and it wasn't didn't affect your game, did it? No, it, it seems fine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice bright picture anyway, and it plays well, so that's all that matters. Yeah, if a K7000 tube turns up cheap, I'll probably get it and give that one to someone else or whatever, but yeah. Mm. But the other old monitor, the actual chassis is absolutely fine in it, the G07. It's just that the tube is really washed out. It's really dim. And to actually play the game properly and see the monitor, you had to turn the lights off in there to play it because you just couldn't see it properly. It was really badly mushroom burnt as well. Mm. And... I've actually completely finished the Frogger VFD arcade machine, little one. And you played it earlier. It's right over there. Just it's, over there. It's excellent, that. I'm glad you liked it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I'll let you play the original VFD as well, which is quite good. 
yeah. think you were worse on the VFD one than the actual arcade one. Yeah, that's that sticks a bit slippy. Slippery stick. <laughs> it's a slippery mode. It's a slippery road. So that's that done. Moving straight on, because we've got to get to bed soon. We've only got mm. seven hours left. So, what have you been up to then? Nothing. Just wanted you to ask. Bugger all. <laughs> I've been to Arcade Club, of course. What was you playing at Arcade Club? Anything new? Well, I was playing a lot of Centipede, me and Charlie Fire again. Of course. And also, they had a downstairs on floor two, and there's a link in the show notes, they had a Tekken 7 Ooh. qualifier competition, a national like competition. Was it. this on consoles, or were they put in a cab? It's on consoles and it was on the big screen, and they had a couple of YouTube stars presenting it. Oh, nice! Before, okay, we wouldn't know about that. And there's a little video that Dan Smash has done. Oh, cool! Interviewed Andy and interviewed some of the players and the winners and that, and that's on our show notes. Excellent. And yes, yeah, so I was downstairs for a bit. Went upstairs, met a couple of listeners who will give a shout out to later. Nice. And another enjoyable day. Who else did I meet there? Oh yeah, Neil. Neil. Sixteen thirty-seven. Mister Twenty to Five came along, didn't he? And Maximum Phil, who had this very nice clip to say about our podcast. Oh, we'll put it in right here. I'm Phil from the Maximum Power Up Podcast, and I can guarantee you that 10 pence arcade is 10 pence more value for money than Maximum Power Up. Yay! Good hit, Phil. How, how hard did you have to twist his arm to get him to say that? It, I, I, was, you know, I was trying to make him say that Maximum Power Up was a lot, lot worse than ours, but he wouldn't actually say Because it's not true. It's not true, That's is good. it? good. Excellent. Okay, moving right along, because we've got to go to bed soon. We've only got about seven hours left before we've got to get up again. Arcade news. Now, the first one you've got here is Arcade Renaissance Video. Tell me about this. Right, this is a really interesting video from Red Bull TV I've never seen before. Oh, ah, they do all the extreme sports. Yeah. Obviously the energy drink. They do a lot of extreme sports, They're like BMX and skateboarding and stuff. Yeah, oh, even cool. more extreme is Kong Off 5 Ooh. that they covered. Oh wow, it's really? It's a 20 minute video, so it's split 10 minutes between Kong Off 5 and also Galloping Ghost Arcade. Doc Mac has, has rediscovered a prototype of an old game called Arena that was never released. Oh wow, cool. He's always doing that, isn't he? Yeah, and Jeff Lee did some of the artwork for it, you know, the Qbert guy. Awesome. So he brought him in. Yeah. And the video is split between them trying to restore this old machine and that, and, and Jeff Lee can't remember all the pinouts and everything. And they're just oh my going, lord. Step by step, it's a weird control mechanism. Looks a bit like Zookeeper, where you go around the top of the oh, wow. on the outside. Oh, sound like you just go along the top of the screen, firing into like a a centre. Wow, you know, like an like, arena. Yeah, it's, it's called arena. Mm, interesting. And the, and the other one is Kong Off Five about the ri- rivalry between between Robbie Lakeman and Steve Weebin. It's a really interesting video. Yeah, it's Wes Copeland, you knucklehead, not Steve Weeby. Because Robbie Lake was about 1.2 million, wasn't he? Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's really good. It's, it's only 20 minutes. I recommend reading that. Watching it, even. We also have to redo the competition because the person who won it has already got tickets. So he's put them back in the hat. We had a few more people ask to put in the hat. Lesley, Mad Stee, uh, Chunks In, and also Richard Broadhurst asked to be put in there as well. I had a late one from him. Right. So we shall pick them out of a hat. We'll do that. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll let K-Man pick it out for us, out of all the names, to pick a winner. Right, good For idea. the revival tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, not arcade news, but this is very desirable. Oh, this is a link. Oh, oh, oh. Have you seen this, mate? I've seen it ages ago, mate. Um, I follow this guy anyway. The guy who made a Star Force pie, which he did um, a little pie arcade of the screen, rather like what I've done with the Frogger, but he did it first, in a Star Force VFD game. He put a proper arcade setup in it. And he's recently made 
a PC Engine with an SD card in it. He's done it in an old Amstrad GX 4000 case. Yeah, really Which is cool. really nice in black. It didn't look so good in the cream old beige colour. But in black it looks really sweet. It looks rather like a PC Engine shuttle in a way. Which is one mm. of the, the flat ones they did a sort of special one. And it looks quite nice. But he's done a super duper version. I think it outputs to just about everything you can think of. Mm. It's got an SD card in it. Which obviously got a EverDrive in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just pretty cool, but it's only a one-off. He's not making a load of them. It's just for himself. And he's also done a, a, the Amiga drive as well, which is the next note down, which is a Mega drive and sort of like almost like a wall mount. Type. Omega drive. Omega drive. Omega drive. Oh my! <laughs> and um, yeah, it looks pretty cool as well. I'm not too keen on the Omega drive because it's very thin. It's got LCD in it. Yeah. I would much rather prefer it in a proper cabinet with a CRT. But that's just me. Yeah, it, looks good, it. it does look very professional looking. He's done a really, really good job of it. It's a shame he only does these as one off and doesn't sell them because I bet he'd sell a lot of these. Yeah, but I think it's getting the parts really, especially the PC engine and stuff. You don't want to be ripping apart PC engines to put in in no. cases and stuff. And you've got to drive, it'd be quite expensive, but you can probably do your own if you wanted to. Mm. But the, the another thing he's done as well is the Star Force Pi. He actually had, he used the Star Force, which is quite a rare VFD game. But he's actually had those little cases remade, reproduced. So he can actually do this thing on a professional basis. I think he did a Kickstarter for it as well. Yeah. But it's a really nice little thing. He's like, he did a Neo Geo machine as well with a proper... In, a, in an old... Uh, I think it was like an old terminal computer. Mm. It looks really smart. You look up the Neo Geo and it's really cool. Awesome. Richard Broadhurst also asked us to give a mention to the upcoming combined Acorn and BBCB micro user group ABUG. It's a meetup at the Acorn World event on the 13th to 14th of May at the Cambridge Centre for Computing History. So if you're into BBCs or Acorns, go there, you'll love it. Hmm. We also had, this is not arcade news this week, we've like sort of gone around the internet of things Thangs. to find other news on game-related stuff. This is from Anad Eled Reli, and he said, a Japanese Vectrix arcade unit sold for 4,450 US dollars. Ooh, that's a lot. Which is 2,582 gaps. That should be pounds. GBP, that should have been. You put GAP, which is a gap. It's a stupid phone thing, isn't it? GBP, Great British Pounds. I have gaps in my fence, but not 2,582. That wouldn't be a fence, that would be a gap oh, yeah. with posts. Well, the reason this was... I think I put this on on the notes because it actually came up in the the Cabaret Arcade Collector's Facebook page because it actually looks like a little cabaret machine. It's sort of like a I've seen it, a yeah. bit built around a Vectrex, make it look like a little arcade machine. And it's the Japanese version as well, so it's went for a fortune. Basically, it's very very rare. It's the Bandai version of the Vectrex. So if you want to wear some rather cool Konami looking gear, we have this link. From that cheeky dingo tagster. And this is a load of um, clothing which is Konami related. Yes. Do you fancy any of these? A Mappy t shirt, perhaps? Uh, if they do a road fire one, I'd buy that. <sighs> God, I'm going to. This is a road to hell. I'm going to slay you on that game later on. I cannot <laughs> wait to beat you up about that stupid Woo-hoo. game. And also, he mentioned a kind of. He put a poster of a beard, an ancient beard comparison chart where do you come on the beard chart on the twitters uh, it's a bit small and you can't enlarge the picture but oh no there's what about three from bottom left is me I think would you like to get me to make it into a wall chart for you so you can progress your beard you could do because you can add sort of oils and stuff to shape it perhaps mm. perhaps yeah. perhaps 
So thanks for that toaster. So Pete Han has done another world record. Whoop. Pete Han, former Game of the Year. <laughs> uh, this time, a 1cc new world record on Shinobi. This is Twin Galaxies and Orcade. So well done, Pete. Let's give him a... Oh, that sounds much better in person. A resonant ping for that man. For getting another, he must have about 50 world records now. He's got. Well done, Pete. You're yeah. an excellent player, son. And he hasn't used any kind of, uh, what's the thing where you throw the shurikens? He's, he's used that very minimally. I think you get more points for not using it. I think if you get up close to an enemy and hit him with your sword, you immediately whip your sword out, rather like Metal Slug. I think you get more points for getting them closer, so you must be really good to get that close without chucking the shurikens around. I've watched about half a video, it's really good. Wow, what a player. I could do better, to be honest. No. Actually, I'm not being honest, no. No, you're a lying get. I'm a lying get. So there's one more thing you did at Arcade Club, you were sort of touched on already, about the Tekken 7 qualifier. Yes. And this is a link. I uh, won that. No, you did not. No, I'm lying again, aren't I? I'll stop yeah. lying. Did you even play? No. I don't seen Tekken's... Tekken 7 yet it's not out in the UK until the beginning of June oh really so this was some kind of Namco exclusive and the Nam one of the Namco representatives was there oh right nice one and the feedback was it was a good fighting game but I wouldn't know a good one from I'd like to see it in a cabinet yeah well it is in Japan Tekken 7 is in a cab in Japan oh really and so unlike Street Fighter 5 which didn't come out in the arcade mm. which everyone was miffed about it was, it was I think it was early last year it was out in Japan you know Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Right, one last section before we go to bed, and we'll do the rest from Sweden. This is... Arcade Pickups. Right, first one for me, a proper arcade pickup. Um, a Magical Spot 2 PCB. And we were playing that, which you'll hear about in a minute. Uh, we made an adapter. I made an adapter for it to play on my Cosmic Alien Warman. It's in the cab in the arcade as we speak. Uh, the first PCB I got was from Peter Invader Davies's son right. in Scotland. It came from this a Scotland clearance. He's still got a lot of boards to get rid of. He's selling them on eBay best he can. And he put on there that it was working. But the thing is, he can't test anything because he hasn't got any means of testing. All he's going by is the notes his dad left after he fixed them. I think he did he was a really good fixer, his dad. And if he's left you know, working whatever PCB he'll sell it as working but the thing is he doesn't know really what he's selling because he's not an arcade guy and the PCB came and I took one look at it it's just there can there you see what's is. wrong with it yes it's covered in dust yeah it's got a little bit of dust on it but when it came there's no soundboard on it that's what them four brown bits are there for it to sit on no soundboard mm -hmm. so it'd be completely silent and that chip there wasn't there that's one of my own chips that is that's a, Z a Z80 that one that was missing and that is the main CPU and that board will never, ever, ever, ever work without a CPU. Nor no. will any board, no. arcade board. So it wasn't going to work. And I took one look at it and went, that isn't going to work. So I put my own Z80 in it and made a little adapter up, which I obviously use on the, the main one, and tried it. I just got a load of coloured blocks on the screen, so it wasn't working. Right. So unfortunately, I told him about it, and he was very good about it, and he sent me another one. And that one has been sold already to a... a, a guy who's got a cocktail company is going to get it fixed because it's so hard finding those boards he was happy to buy it from Simon and I got the working one which he sent me which did have a, uh, a sound board on it did have the CPU chip on it and when I tested it it works perfectly so I'm really happy with that also, it's got written on it, magic spot in black marker, not magical spots. It's not going to work, is it? It's a magic spot. It's not spelled No, no, right. that, that bit there yeah. where the black marker is that is a magic spot. 
Oh, is that he's just saying it's a magic spot? Yeah, yeah, magic spot. Shall I torch the magic spot? Don't. You don't know what's going to happen. <gasps> my eyes. No, I'm all right. I'm all right, really. Oh, magical ping came out of ping. it. But I'm really happy with that because that game's quite hard to find and it's a great little game, isn't it? Mm, it cool. is good. It is a good one. We have memory, fun memories of playing that in Eurocode. We did. It was awesome to play that. And this, if I reach down underneath my table here, this is. Dun, 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 dun. You can't reach down because of you eating that Indian earlier. Oh you? yeah, we'd have a big Indian earlier. Nice um, This is a Mini Pro EEPROM programmer. I have seen Mr. RGP's one of them. It's a lot bigger than that. Yeah, he's probably got a bit fancier one, but that's quite a good one for me. I used it because I have real problems burning EEPROMs. They just don't like working on my old EEPROM, but I think it's a bit knackered. So I bought that. It was quite cheap, and I've burnt a few ROMs with it. Okay, it's been okay so far. So is it like Windows software that you use with that? Yes. It hasn't got any Mac software. I think you can adapt a Unix program for it to work on Windows, but I didn't have any hope doing it so I did it on this old crappy PC I've got here which is the only reason I have a PC really for just bits and bobs so that's okay I'm happy with that burn some ROMs because there's something I'm doing with that board over there which I'll tell you about in the future it's full of boards this room it is quite a lot of crap in here at the minute yeah so there's that uh, and also another thing I got which is through the room I haven't even tested it yet is a Mega Drive pad with a USB wire on it it's only like a four quid cheapy from China but what I'm doing is with my emulation, I'm going to get rid of a lot of my old consoles because I just never use the damn things. And I've got a really nice Raspberry Pi 3 setup with a 128 gig card in it full of emulators. Mm. And what I'm doing is just buying cheap USB pads. I've got a NES one, a SNES one, now a Mega Drive one. I may buy an N64. and depends how much I use the N64 because I've actually got an EverDrive for an N64. Right. So we can play we can play proper N64 games. But and I, I've also I might get a, a PlayStation pad, it's just like a cheapy PlayStation USB style pad. So I can play PlayStation on it. But I like to play the games with the original controllers. Mm. You can play all of them just with like an Xbox 360 controller, wired controller. But the buttons aren't quite in the right place and it doesn't feel right. So just buying three or four pound controllers isn't an expensive thing. You just put them in a box. You know, they're not I'm not having the whole system with all the wires and the power supplies and all that lot so it's quite a cheap way of doing it and i believe you have a pickup a few pickups actually yes from from your good selves thank you i've got a couple of them bath bombs that you're on about you've never had a bath bomb you haven't you haven't witnessed life i don't have baths so i, I have showers so i could just hold it in the hand in the shower mm, it might burn you it's a bomb. A bomb. A bomb. A bath then. Yeah, a nice relaxing bath. Set up a pad of some description and watch some videos. Like you, have a nice, you can sketch in the bath, I suppose. My thoughts on the meaning of the universe. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you could do that in the bath. Yes. Also, oh, oh, I've got them on now. You know them slippers you mentioned earlier. Please don't shuffle with them. You've been shuffling around my house all night with the damn things. I've been running shuffle, 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 shuffle. Here's Holly. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. I, I bought you some of those slippers. I had to do it. With a funny man face. But the great thing is, which I don't tell you in the instructions is, your feet come through the bottom of his mouth. Yeah. And when you wiggle your toes, you're wiggling his tongue. <laughs> How cool is that? Look at this, listeners. Look, do you reckon they can sort of... No, they can't imagine. see through the microphone. They no. can imagine they couldn't. Microphones don't work oh, like that. What? Oh, no, some stitching's gone back. I've oh. got a wife on that. She's good at stitching. Oh, no. His tongue's a bit split. It's because I've been running around in him. Running around like a crazy thing. I just had to wear him in. And I'm going to make you wear them at Revival. Or around Revival. Really. No one's taking them off me now. <laughs> Who's the man with the, the slippers that look like his face? <laughs> That's Mr. Holly. <laughs> right. Anything? Any other pickups you've had recently? 
I don't think so. Um, no, I think that might be it. So, just before we go to bed, uh, we're going to put in a walk around. We had about 20 minutes before we started this podcast. Yeah. We had a wander around my arcade because it's actually tidy and playable for a change. We were playing some games in there. Mm. Let's pop it in right here. Hey kids, it is half nine, half ten, half ten. It's getting late, and getting welcome late. to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast Garage Tour. It's nearly eleven, actually. This is Vert Vic's garage. It's my garage in here. Whoop whoop. And we have about twelve cabs. Is that right, Vic? I'm, I'm not sure in person. We'll yeah. count them as we go past. Yes. In one. In one is a nice little cabaret Phoenix. That's a Phoenix. That you used to own, then didn't own, and now own again. I own again, never to be sold again. It's beautiful. I play it a lot, that one. Really Listen like to it. that spongy button. Oh, spongy button. I, I like it. Button. Next, we have DK Jr. in a dedicated cab. It's poorly, though. I put it on earlier oh. when we played, and they didn't get a screen on, and I wiggled a few wires inside, put it back on again. It was working, mm. but the screen looked very blue instead of black. Right. And add lines through Donkey Kong, so it's getting poorly, it wouldn't go right. Ooh. So I think it's just um, the wires need plugging in again, probably unplug and plug them because there's loads of proprietary wires on that one rather than a jammer type connector. Right. It's old school. Next, you have. Next, lovely Dig Dug, which I polished earlier. Pride right and Joy Dig Dug. Still got 566,000 on there, still not beating Charlie Fire. <laughs> I sort of hate him a little bit for that. Oh, we'll have to explain that nothing's on because we were playing earlier on. We've gone out for an Indian, come back in, so nothing's on at the yeah, moment. Just a little walk round because yeah. we are going to Sweden tomorrow. So this oh, is yeah. a sort of preamble yeah. before we get off somewhere. An amble. The next one is a little cabaret cab, just a sort of no-name cab. And this has got the Galaxia multi-board in it and a jammer switcher. So it's got Raiden in there. And what's the marquee? It's just Dr. Mario, it's just what Mario I have lying around, it popped in there because I didn't have one before. I must get a more generic one. This cab will be for sale before long because this one isn't going to stay. How much would that cab there be? It will be exactly the same price as the amount of money I've put into it because I got the actual cabinet for free. So I'll just mm. charge for the monitor and the pet plexi and the things I made for it. It's that kid's wiggly stick, phone's Ooh. going. And oh, it's Noisy turned buttons. into a track and field. Next to that, we have a work in progress uh, cabaret. Battle zone. Yeah. Uh, new overlay that was made by Muddy Music for the overlay of the panel. It's beautiful. It's lovely, isn't it? Because I had an overlay made for my asteroids, so they look quite similar. Because mm. normally that was painted on there. Oh, it I wasn't know bad that. condition, it was a little bit rusty in spots. I just wanted it all nice and smooth, so I did that. Right. What's... Did you see these? Did you see these earlier? I did, yeah. Vic gave me these. This is all the Atari model cars from Hot Wheels. They yeah. did his six. You've got Bra uh, Breakout, I'm oh, sorry, the Atari 2600, Tempest, Missile Command, Pong. Centipede, centipede and breakout. Yeah. I like the centipede, it's a little hot rod. It's awesome. It was very dark in here, all the atmospheric lights were on earlier on, so I couldn't see him properly. Yeah, well, that's a big plane going past Heathrow. Thanks, yeah. plane. It's it's very loud. And what's this on Fluor? Oh, that's the second Cosmic Allen. Yeah. Because in the space of Cosmic Allen, on the other side is Ladybug. And in that Cosmic Allen next to Ladybug has got Magical, Magical Spot, Spot 2, 2, which we quite like. It is a good game, though. It's a very weird it's kind nice. of Space Invaders type of game. However, these wall mounts, they seem really They're like quite heavy, beefy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You, <coughs> you can probably pick them up on your own. You won't be very good. Mm. I tried to put one down off the table that's on. It was quite hard work. It's so a sturdy nice. wall, wouldn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't put them on the wall in here. No chance. On that sturdy table there. And then in the back facing wall, you've got your three workhorse cabs that you keep swapping around boards in, haven't you? Yep. Yeah. The pony on the left is a horizontal pony that adds sky cursor in it earlier, which we give it. Jalico pony. A Jalico pony 228. 
We gave Skycaster a good hard bash in early, didn't we? We're going to review that, aren't we? We have to, yeah. I'm, well, I'm very impressed with it. I really oh, I re I'm getting into it more. You found something tonight on it we didn't realise. Mm. I think it's when you hold certain buttons down, you get another guy comes and fights with you, like a robot mm. guy, like a mech guy. It reminds me of the guy from Sidearms. Remember Sidearms? Yes, and then he disappears again. I yeah. couldn't remember how to get him on and off. <clears throat> in the middle, you've got Naomi, which has got Mame in it. Yep. Just a JVS Naomi with an Mame in it. On the right-hand side, you've got another pony, which is my vertical one, mm. which has got titles in there. Be a mama title. He's a title. And you've got, got baby titles on your back. You've got the little instruction cards on as well. They're the ones that Benson read gave me a little while ago. It says Turpin, which was another name for it, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, no, that was the Sega version. I think that's got JPM video, so it must have been a UK bootleg or something. Mm. I have actually got a glass marquee, uh, glass bezel. It doesn't fit any of my machines. I might have to mount it somewhere. And that's got Turpin on it as well. I can't remember mm. what it is. It's up there. I don't know me kangaroo one. Moving counterclockwise. Oh, I haven't seen that kangaroo. Yeah, I've been years. It's oh, a proper glass one. Yeah. Moving counterclockwise, we have the brilliant, awesome, fantastic Centipede. Centipede Mini, which you beat my score on earlier. Who's got the high score on this now, Rick? You are a turd, sir. <laughs> you beat my score, you bugger. <laughs> it's brilliant, brilliant. And you reckon that that's the same sort of difficulty level as Arcade Club? Definitely. So it's just me being rubbish? Definitely the same. No, 49,000 is not rubbish. It's not bad. I could do better, I think. My high score for years was 42 until I got into it. Mm. Good game. Good game, good game. This is my little Isis cab. There's another little cabaret. Ooh, that's a stick. And these are the spongy buttons. They're nice and buttons. That is leaf switch buttons with micro switches underneath. Very good. Taito cocktail or Donkey Kong style. What's in it? That has got a original scramble board in it with the easy ROMs with a high score kit mm -hmm. and a 60 one. There's nice. a button there, a remote button you can swap them around with on a jammer harness. Like thingy. a key fob kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's remote control. It's really cool. Next, in the Cosmic Allen wall mount, like we've said, is Magical Spot Magical 2. Spot. So it's got Cosmic Allen as well in there. I made a quick adapter because the, the, the pinouts are very similar. They're almost mm. the same. All the powers are exactly the same. I think the red, green and blue and the controls are a little bit different just to adapt them. But it's a really easy adapter to make. And it sits in nice because it's left, right and fire. Magical Spot 2 is a great little game. Mm, it is Should good. we pop it on? Just yeah, Let's yeah, come it. on. Let's pop it on. I knocked, the, I knocked something. I was on, on sort of target yeah, it's for got, your um, high it's score. it's got a lock on it. I've made a lock mech, I've got it at work, I'm going to make another one for the other machine. And it sort of locked two bars left and right. And because they weren't quite engaged, it, it moved away at the front and knocked the kill switch off, so it turned it off. Let's just pop a credit in, shall we? Pop a credit in. Oh, got to move out of the way because the button on the side. Eee. Look at the way you. <coughs> this is lovely TTL sounds. I love this. One spieler. I wake everyone up next door. Like a quirky Space Invaders game, like Universe would be very strange, well, it used to be very strange kind of takes on like famous genres, didn't they? Yeah, they've got sort of their own little nuances to the game. It's a great little, it's a really cute little game. There's these wiggly sort of bugs, and they go down holes, they hide from you. So you've got a lever, a lever that's on the front that you're moving left and right. And a button that you press, like a coin reject button, isn't it? It's that yeah, kind of button. This is like an old bingo machine. Really. Yeah. That's actually got a little sort of trough at the bottom for collecting money. Obviously, it doesn't pay out any money because you're not winning anything on it. All you win is respect of your peers. <laughs> it's getting killed. Oh, he's died. Let's turn it off. 
really cool groovy little sounds and there's ladybird and next to that wall mount another new wall mount that's a new joystick I put in now I made an mm. adapter for the ball the that's ball a different font isn't it the ladybug font is different on the control panel than it funny is funny thing on the is right this is a, a licensed universal game to a German manufacturer it looks like GTV yeah and it's got German instructions actually on the glass printed on the back side of the glass and Luigi Thorsten, who sold it to me, he was absolutely brilliant about the sale, such a nice guy. He did a really good job of wrapping it for me as well. He's actually put a nice aftermarket um, control panel overlay on it. It's really nice looking, all brand new, but it's an instruction. The instructions are in English. Hmm. And they've spelt, what do they spell wrong? They spelt something wrong on it, I can't remember what it is now. There's some spelling mistakes on there, which I quite like. Skull. Skull with a C. When the ladybug hits a Skullington. Skullington. But this game is really nice. It, it, the monitor stopped working, and I fixed that part, remember I said about? Mm. And it works lovely. That's such a little picture on it. And I replaced the joystick as well, just with a, a zippy stick with a four-way. Mm. And I actually remade the four-way gate, because the one on there wasn't engaging right very well. Oh, yeah. So I made a little plastic perspex, just a diamond-shaped one. And it works really very nicely. Very good. And last but not least, little Atari cab. This is the Asteroid, Asteroid Deluxe. It's got Deluxe in it at the moment, because my mm. Asteroid's board is broken. But it's actually an Asteroids machine, not a Deluxe. A Deluxe is the same mm. shape as the Battlezone. I think you got this from Arcade Club, didn't you? Yeah, this was I Andy's old one. I think I helped Alex put it in the back of his van. Yes. Awesome oh, look, there's machine. a little um, Atari... Because this is the one I put a blue Perspex screen over, so all the uh, graphics are in blue rather than white. And I've got to polish the Asteroids little marquee here because it's scratched a heck. And that is... That is the thing. And we're going to do a bit of arcade, um, podcast recording them now, aren't we? Yes. We'll never get it all done in the weekend because we're off to Sweden tomorrow. We've got to get up at half five. And it's like 11 o'clock now. Yeah, so we better hurry up. Yeah. Hurry. Yes. Bye. Bye. See ya. And now you've listened to that, we're off to Bedfordshire. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Two lips like roses and clover Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over Sunman Listener feedback Feedback in an airport mm. The first one we got here is Retromash It's in binging and a few of the episodes in a row lads I've been busy spoiling myself with three in a row Great work Roly Retro, I recognise that centipede in the podcast image Someone's bought some Funko toys. I actually got that image off Tinternet. Yeah, but I have actually bought all of the Funko toys. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to come through the door. You're mentalist. They are bought, all of them. Uh, Game Music Guy Den, thanks for the mention on your show. I really appreciate it. I'll take it sounding like a calm Victor. Yeah. I'm quite calm now, actually. Vic McCaskey, we'll call him. McCaskey. Nez for life. Whoop, whoop, commute sorted tomorrow, then. I say whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, young man. Uh, Silver Smurfer. Another great show, guys. Listen to it in the gym tonight. And the Paperboy gaff was a classic nearly crashed the exercise bike. On Centipede, completely great game, and one of my Grail cabs scooped mine as a flea bay jobby a few years back in great condition. Added bonus, it had a millipede board with it with the multipede PCB kit. And another bonus, the original Centipede board was thrown in as well. Well, hey! A couple of things I've noticed. Centipede and millipede only score the, store the top three scores to EA ROM. Multipede board fixes this. Probably to give the less skilled of us a chance of making it on there in the first place. Also, the spider will swoop down and at times remove one of the mushrooms, which is a pain if you've been lovingly creating your fungi barricade. 
Oh, and changing dips, which I did in the end, seems to reset the scores, which Victor found out. Keep it the great work, guys. Benson Rad, oh, I like it from Benson Rad. Really enjoyed this podcast, was good fun, and Sean's paperboy slip was very funny, as was his diary at Play Expo. I did submit my, submit my scores last week, so I can only think Vic has missed them. Yes, yes young man. Yes, I did. Sorry about that. Is that the score there? Yeah. Uh, his, his daughter got 30,442, which is good. And Benson Rad got 29,227. We both only had about half an hour on it, so she beat me. And then she had been looking forward to hearing that on air. Oh, sorry. Well, Centipede is a game I love. I used to play it loads on the PS1. Atari Greatest Hits collection that could only get and could get up into the 70s, 80s, 80,000s using a joypad. Wow. Game, game Boy was, was another version I used to play and get massive scores, but it compares in no way to the arcade and had plenty of ways for point racking. Played it using a mouse and a newly installed MAME found the mouse a bit clunky and that damn spider kept getting me. Got, me. Me too. Got everyone. Damn spiders. Stupid spiders. Spiders. I've decided to invest in a hard copy of Sir Ron's book. I think I have a couple of similar books in my collection from that era for Pac-Man and Space Invaders. Wonder if Sir Ron's done them as well. Might well have done, yeah. Mm. I'm definitely going to carry on playing the game now. I've got it set up in MAME. It will spur me on to get my millipede cab running and maybe hunt down a centipede cabaret. You're not hunting my one down. So to make up for that, so Benson Rad's daughter mm. will give a massive in-your-face father to Benson Rad. <laughs> Vip, listen to the Tenpence Arcade podcast while I work on my new main PC setup with help from Victor. Sal Bolarisi. Hi there, here's my high score submission on Road Fighter. Oh, we've got that in. I hope it's okay for me to send another email. I can get a bit better score in the next few days, or am I supposed to only submit score once? No. As many as no, you like. Sal. We can loads, loads. We really tried to crack 100k, but couldn't quite get there. P.S. He was very, really surprised how much he likes it. Hated it for the first few games, but slowly grew on him, and now he's addicted, and it's on his favourite list. Hmm. Graham Stewart, new listener to the podcast. Catching up on the older episodes, but really enjoying the style of the show and information you give out. Even made my daughter listen on the way to brass band practice. Sure, she was giving me some funny looks, though. <laughs> she should. Kingy. Kingy. He's one of the new kids on the block on the RGDS podcast. Oh, okay. yeah, cool. Very good. As discussed on Andy Godoy's final podcast, I shall be going to play Expo Glasgow, so hope to see you there, Sean. Ooh. Cool. And the last one, Lewis Batcave. Great episode. I've got a hunger for a trackball now. Are the two-inch ones for the 16-1 PCBs any good? No, they are not. I've got one. They're a bit crap. Are they? Yeah, they're not brilliant. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've got a really tiny one. That's The rollers on it aren't very big, so you can't really... It's not very accurate. Oh, careful. There's an announcement in Swedish. Are you listening to this? Yes. Tack. I think she was saying there is a dog on fire at gate 47. Well, Please we're on gate 86, it's okay, don't worry. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hang on, she's still going. Mm-hmm. Bless her. Maybe she's giving us some information about the 60-in-1 trackball. She's going, no, 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 it's all right, leave it alone. <laughs> I think the thing is to try before you buy, see how good it is. Yeah. But the one I got wasn't very good, but it's a smaller one. Mm. And now... Shout out. Alright, I'm going to give a shout out for Andy Goodoy. Me too. He's leaving podcasting after many years. Ten years of podcasting. Yeah, he's been doing it a long time. Parti- I, pa- I participated in his last podcast via a chat on Mixler, MXLR. Yeah, I've never which used is, that. It's kind of like, yeah, online real-time podcasting with a chat box. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, right in my chat box. Not in your chat box. Ow. So he's, he's going to have uh, much more time with the family and a bit of a break. So, but I think he will be back. I first think things it, first. I think it's in his blood. Yeah. Like, sure like um, blood. Yeah. Through your veins. Guinness in my veins at the moment. Uh, yeah. And also, this is not good. Is it good or not good? Mm. We've been April fooled by the pie factory guys on about uncooked. Uncle Pooh. Punk. They said they saw an Uncle Pooh cabinet when they were growing up. They did not. No. The lying gets. Poop. Tr- tricky tricksters. <laughs> uh, this is more more listeners I've met recently. A shout out to Matthew Bridge and Michael Liss, who travelled all the way up from the southwest yeah, to Arcade Club, and they made a weekend of it. So that was Good cool. Good them. to see them guys and say hello to them. Yeah. Uh, my mum. Hello, mum. She's a listener. Apparently, since we got this iPad, she's been doing all sorts of stuff online, and it was her birthday last Wednesday. So happy belated birthday again, mother! <laughs> Hi, mum. And the guys we spent some time with last night: Peter Kman, uh, Yuan, who runs the arcade that we were at, uh, Henrik, who had an awesome garage, yeah, uh, Bjorn, and another Peter, Ash. So yeah, big shout out to those guys. Made us feel very welcome last night. We had a whale of a time. Didn't yeah, we? A special shout out to. Peter Koski Peter Koskimaki. That's it. Yes. Such a nice guy. He's been so welcoming. Yeah, to and us. his family. Yeah. We had a lovely lasagna yesterday. That lasagna was huge. Hot, it's massive. Top 100 arcade games. Yeah, so we're going to read out some more of our top 100s and discuss them a little bit. So the next five on your list uh, Pole Position, Stroke Pole Position 2. Yeah, it's got to be on everyone's list, that sure. I love that, I come back to it. And we were discussing last night the upright cap, it has no brake. Yeah, apparently not, but the yeah. sit-down has. Yeah, you don't need it. Well, no, on pole position off, one, there's just one sharp left corner that you may need a brake on, but you just whack it into first yeah. and go on the grass. Is and there you're four up. gears on there, or two? Two. two. High and low. Yeah. Uh, Dodon patches, I'm going to give a shout out to all the Dodon patches, but my favourite is Daiuju. Is that the newest one, or the last no, new one? No, it's one of the older ones. Okay. Moon Cresta mm. in the area, as you say. What does that mean, in the area? It means it's sort of there. Oh. It's in my arcade. It's on the, it's on the Galaxian multi-board. I was playing it last night, uh, the night before last. And Space Invaders. Obviously. I hadn't played it for... When we did the podcast on Space Invaders, which must have been a couple of years ago, yeah, yeah. I hadn't played it then for years, I think I said on that podcast, because I love Galaxian. I never go back to Space Invaders. But I now I do. I do go back to it now. I've always gone back to Space Invaders and different versions of it as well. Oh, here we go. I think she's disagreeing with my Space Invaders comment. She's taking umbrage to your Space Invaders. Oh, fair enough. Okay, Thank you. that's a short one. And my last of the five this week, Centipede. Yeah, of course. Which is in my top ten already. It's fantastic. I was getting urges to play it when we got down. I got down to your place. Yeah. And you had one there, so I could... Absolutely. I got a 49,000, which is, is good for me, really, that. And it beat my top score, so you, sir, are cursed. <laughs> I hope you wake up with a beehive in your bottom tomorrow morning. <laughs> right, my five for this time are Magical Spot 2. It's the I've same got game. A magical spot yourself. It's the same game, really, but I think it's just a, an updated, easier version because I think Magical Spot had bugs in it or something. Mm-hmm. Someone I've got anyway. Phoenix, which I have a camp for now as well. Phoenix. Phoenix. Berserk. Crazy. Obviously, Berserk's an awesome game. Miss um, Pac-Man, but the speed-up version, not the normal version. Oh, yeah. I like the speed-up version. I was playing on a proper Pac-Man cab last night at the mm. Hay. Mm. Hey. Um, Ms. Pac-Man in a Pac-Man cab. It was the proper version, the proper speed version. 
and I got the high score. Not brilliant, but it was, it was okay to play. It's, it's better than Pac-Man for me. Mm. I do like it more. Uh, and the other one is Asteroids Deluxe, mm-hmm. which I do. I really like the upright cabinet of Asteroids Deluxe. Um, but I've got Asteroids Deluxe board in my Asteroids Mini, and it plays lovely, especially with that blue overlay I've got on it. That's a nice it's little, nice. nice little Mini. That mm, do like that game. But I'm rubbish at it. Not very good at the game. But I just really like playing it. I just mm-hmm. like playing it. Awesome. Featured game review. So, right, kids. If we've got time to do this before our plane leaves, we're doing the featured game. Now, the game is Road Fighter. And it's Konami, December 1984. Uh, same time as 1942. Exactly so, same month, yeah. Is it? It's in high pedigree. I would I would easily throw this board away and put 1942 in. I would, but, but I do like it. It runs on the same hardware as track and field. And you reckon it shows? I don't agree, though. No? No. But Fonts, it anything like it. Music. No, the mu- well, it's not even got... It's not even got speech, has it? The music and speech on track and field are great. The, the little ditches in it. 6.42 little, meters. The little ditches in it are good. No, I, I just hate it. At 2 megahertz, it has a Z80 and two other chips for the sound. An unusual control method this type of game. Instead of having a steering wheel for a card game, you've got, an, with a brake and high-low gears and an accelerator, it's just got a two-way joystick left and right and a button each for high and low gear. Yeah. Now... As you can probably tell by the disdain in my voice, I hate this game. I'll just oh. put that forward, right? And we'll talk about the control method and how bad and wrong it is later on. So the gameplay... It's a simple OVR. Do you know o- an, OVR. Do you know what an OVR it's is? It's an OVR. It's an overhead vertical it's, racer. It's OVR. Oof. Drive your DOHC 2500 PS. That's nonsense. That's a car. It's a rubbish little car. Through six stages, which are town, forest, bridge, coast road, mountainous area, and countryside. Is Very it, imaginative. Is names. it a knackered town? Uh, it is by the time you get through. Knackered it. forest. With, knackered all, with all your fumes off the, off the exhaust. Off your 2500 brake horsepower rubbish car. All you've got to do is get to the end of each stage without running out of fuel. This is some great English from the European flyer. Right, and it's the European flow. Many interrupting cars speeding up on highway. Your car with a speed of over 300 kilometres an hour must drive across countryside, along seashores, and over mountain. It's only your driving skills that can help yourself. Let's challenge your limit of the excitement and get a champion flag. Oh, I love that stuff. Wouldn't you just love to get a champion flag? Uh, yeah. Not a normal flag. So you start off in last place, 40th place, and gay bonus points were passing other race cars. Apart from those, that there are many other vehicles on the road, including eight different car types and lorries, which spout drums of oil to dodge, and tankers. Other characters, other obstacles, are oil, water, road, rocks, and roadworks. You die by hitting the side of the road, the lorries, oil drums, tankers, or roadworks, or anything. Yes. Basically. If you hit a car... Or oil, you start to spin. You can break out of it by. S- That's good, yeah. You can break out of it by steering into the spin and taking your foot off the gas. This sometimes works, sometimes not. It's very hit and miss. It's rubbish. It's I random. Just don't, it's totally random. You can hit a car at full speed, and if you're already steering the right way, you just bounce off it. Yeah. Or you can just spin, and it will spin for blinking ages. I just hate losing lots of every fuel. Every single thing about this game. I don't like that bit, Mister Mill. And if you drive without. If, and if you drive fast without crashing, you can finish the stage with almost half a tank left. 
The fuel acts like a kind of timer. If you drive slowly without hitting anything, you can still run out of gas. And if you drive fast without crashing, you can finish the stage with almost half a tank left. There is no brake on this game. Taking your finger off either of the gear buttons acts as a brake. It slows down really quick. Despite having a position ranking in the race, you don't have to be first or anything to continue. It's all about managing fuel and completing each stage. The on-screen stats show your position in the stage on a kind of like sliding scale along the top, mm, from yeah. good to brilliant. From bad to worse. <laughs> and also you've got, um, what have you got, score, race rank, total time, cars passed speed rpm and a fuel gauge all in this all in this very compact and nice looking readout <laughs> at the end of each lap you are shown a little map detailing your progress through the course along with a total time lap ranking and average speed yeah. points are scored by race ranking cars passed and also progress through the level bonus points are scored by driving over fuel cars which are colored rainbow cars yeah don't miss one you can build up to 10,000 po- points for each car it's accumulative also, don't crash for a bit, and a plane, train, or Konami man, who, will slowly pass up the screen, putting you off driving, and give you 3,000 points when they get to the top. You can also earn a perfect bonus of 10,000 points at the end of every stage, by not hitting anything. And who's a little frogger with 3,000 points flag at the end of the stage? You seem to get it at the end of every stage. I, don't I know didn't get to many end stages. Oh my god. Play tips and secrets. Turn it off. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. Oh, this is what me and Charlie Farr found, right? Mm. I thought it was just my version of MAME. But the left and right steering sometimes stops working. It just stops mid-race. For that, like, make, that makes the game even better, doesn't for it? For a couple of seconds, and then what it's all right again. It's weird. And I, I changed my joystick. I started playing with keys, and it just still happens. So it's either... So it's a bug in the game? I think so. Or a feature? Yeah. It's, it's a, a clever feature to make you crash. What a load of crap. There are different types of cars trying to steer into you as you pass them. Learn to recognise these and dodge accordingly. They usually only switch one lane, so if you go two lanes around them, if you can, you're all right. You're all right. You cannot accelerate from standing start in high gear, so you have to put it back into low. Yeah. I've found steering out of a skid, as I've mentioned, is a bit hit and miss, I'm afraid. You're and a you skid. And you seem to waste loads of fuel by spinning all over the place before coming to a stop. That's if you don't hit a wall. Yeah. If you, if you tap anything, you'll go into a spin. Mm, into a tailspin. Bouncing off other cars during a skid will stop it. If there is too many cars to pass a, on a narrow stretch of road, slow down, let the car scroll off the top of the screen, accelerate again, and they'll be gone. Another bug. Mostly. Fuel from a previous stage, right, this is me trying to work out the game, mm-hmm. seems to be added onto your tank on the next stage. Finish a lap running on empty, and you still start the next one with three quarters or even less of a rank. Less of a tank, meaning you will have to drive flat out to get to the checkpoint. And then I put, that's wrong. I think it's something to do with cars past. It's quite hard to finish the game at a position higher than 20 or so. I don't know how it gives you the extra fuel. If you, if you drive well, you get more fuel. If you drive slowly and don't hit anything, you get low fuel. I think it's just random because they just couldn't be bothered. So you really, you've got really? To, the penultimate level, you've got to drive like a nutter to be on the last level with a full tank. Okay. And that's how you can loop it. I wouldn't know this. Once you finish the game, you start back at the beginning at, at rank 40, but your score continues to accumulate, accumulation. Okay. You can move left and right across the track when stationary. That's Another a, bug. No, all cars can do that. Then well, you can just go left and right without moving. Yeah. I, no, you can't. My new say it can. No, it can't. No, it can't. No. Graphics and sound. I think we both agree. I like the terrible. 
Yes. <laughs> I like the chunky graphics, fonts, screen layout, and track and field style sound. The little ditches are very track and field. Very simple. That's the noise of the car. <laughs> Hardly any animation. They could have tried better, to be honest. But I like it. Smooth scrolling, a good sense of speed. You've got to admit that. No, it just scrolls really fast and you can't control it because the roads are too narrow. The game is bobbins. <laughs> it's this, great. This game is so... This is easily the worst game we've ever played. No. It is, because Peter Packrat had lovely graphics, lovely sounds, just didn't play very well. Rolling Thunder was too hard, even though it looked and sounded good. Uh, Megazone was pretty terrible, which is the same hardware as this. I like Megazone. You're an idiot, <laughs> obviously. No, I didn't like that, but this game... I know you liked it because it's a simple dodgy game and it's one of the, it's a game you can play easily on keys but I, yeah. I didn't like the graphics they're too simple they're very single almost like one block of sprites each it reminded me I'm sure when I had a VIC-20 and an expanded VIC-20 I had tons of games like this yeah. they're very simple it's just a road and some characters to dodge it's that simple maybe some trees on the side so this game it was 84 and there were games like 1942 and Volgus out and, and mm-hmm. Pirate Ship Higamaru and this game is daring to compete with those games. How daring. It's a simple dodging reaction it's game. absolute plank. <laughs> it's terrible. Plank's graphic- not an insult. Plank, uh, you it get good now. planks. No, this is a bad plank. This uh, is a plank full of rubbish holes. <laughs> but the graphics are really simple. The, the sounds... I didn't really notice the ditties too much. I know you said they sounded similar hardware to track and field. But the actual sound of the cars is terrible. It's just... Uh, boring out of my mind. I played it for 20 minutes tried to play it and just just as soon as you start crash dead crash dead crash dead that's because you crap at it like bump and jump and I hated that that's good I said to bump the wife jump, I, was, sorry. I was moaning at the wife about it it's a bloody holly stupid game she says let me have a go of it she had it uh, less than a minute and went this is crap you're right you've got to give it an hour no way that's a golden rule there's no way I could give this game an hour seriously it was so terrible it reminds me of old typing games from a Vic 20 <laughs> It's Basic. That, I can't believe they released it in 1984. This must have flopped in the arcade. Yeah, we've, well, got some, we've got some interesting facts about this. With the cabinet art, there was just a kit with a marquee side art. It was basically on the Konami 36 hardware. Yes. 36-pin hardware. So you could swap it over with... No way I would have swapped any of these games with this. <laughs> Super Cobra, which is too hard. Scramble, which is amazing. Huyen's good. Locomotion. Circus Charlie. Little Hustler, Juno First, Time Pilot, Gyrus, Tutankham, Turtles. Turtles! Would you swap? Don't you dare. I would actually. Actually, no, it'd be a close thing. I like Turtles. I, I would make you lie on the PCB, pin side up. <laughs> if like you a plank. To, yes. It's just so many good games. Rock and Rope, Track and Field, Time Pilot. There's no way I would put this game in place of those. Oh, some of them, no. no but some of them, yes. Mm, no. It's going, in, it's going in my... No. It's going in hundred. my top 100. Oh, it really? Is. Yeah. It's so bad. It's just a pick-up-and-play, simple dodge game. It's brainless. When you when you get into the groove and you're dodging left and right and you're speeding in like your a nutter, In my groove. Oops. It's just a good feeling. Well, there's one thing that really defines this game. Yes. There's a massive poop on the side of the road. It's an animated brown poop. Yeah. Charlie Farr thinks it's a dinosaur. No, it's a poop because the game is made of poop. I think it's an animated poop. A but massive pile of poop. But, this it, game. but when you drive past it, you get 3,000 points. Go, what other poop gives you 3,000 points? None. That's how good this game Uncle is. Uncle Pooh? Ha! Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, ports and sequels and legacy of this game. Legacy? 
MSX and NS got a version of the Famicom. Bizarrely, it was a 3D Racer sequel released in the arcades in 1995 called Midnight Run, Road Fighter 2. Yeah. But it's, well, that's the 3D version of it, dodging cars, isn't it? I suppose it? so, yeah. But playable. Yes. Unlike this rubbish. Wikipedia states that Winding Heat from 96 is also a sequel, but I'm not sure about that. How do you wind heat? I'm not sure. Well, mm. you, you can wind heat around a electricity coily thing, can't you, in a transformer? Coily thing? Coily thing, like Qbert. Where are we, Vic? Oh, Sweden. And there was a Jap- Japan-only 3D racer called Road Fighters 3D with 3D glasses released in 2010. I think I've seen a cab with glasses on. Yeah, I've got glasses on. Oh, Konami GT was called Konami RF2 Red Fighter in Japan. The RF2 is said to make make this an unofficial sequel. Yeah, Road Fighter 2. Oh, okay. And that is actually, I think, Craig Turner's got that. I think he's got that. Konami oh, wow, okay. GT, yeah. Overall thoughts and improvements. Can I go first? Yeah, I really love this game. <laughs> this was one of the first games I played on main. It was easy to play on a keyboard before I had a joystick. And I liked it all those years ago, and I still like it now. I do like these simple dodge games, and this is one of the better ones, in my opinion. We, we can't, because we're playing on emulation, we can't play like Speed Race because it's got a steering wheel and it's TTL. Yeah. And all these like Monaco the GP. The better games you're talking about. All these Monaco, we can't play them, but this one, it's got a joystick and buttons, you can play That's it That's what main. makes it unplayable. If you had analogue controls, it's more fine to dodge. With this, you've mm. got left and right. So you've got you've got digital. It's just left and right. That's it. There's no sort of smooth running and following the roads around with the steering wheel and then accelerating and braking in and out and changing your gears, which would have made a better game. That's why Speed Race CL5 1978 TTL game that I used to own is a better game. I would it's the think same it's kind better. of game because it's a very straight road. It hardly mm. ever changes. There's no bends in it. So I don't think the hardware could cope with bends back then. Mm. And it's a way way better game. Yeah. It had its own cab as well. That always helps. You know, it's I think it, probably, but I really like this. I just, it's a very simple pick up and play, reaction based dodge thing. They made this on a Friday afternoon, <laughs> after about ten pints down the pub. They went, you reckon oh, this will do? Just left and right, isn't it? So the, it's a big weird, thumbs up and a big thumbs down. This massive one, thumbs up. Another thing that I really don't like about it is when you accelerate. You, you start off by from standing start you press the low gear button then you get up to 200 kilometers per hour I think yeah and then you change over to the high gear and it goes up to 400 kilometers per hour which is weird because it should be an accelerate button and then a change gear button so you just tap the change gear to move it and then hold the same button you've got to change buttons which I like is really that. unnatural I like it I couldn't get it and when you crash obviously you've got to press the first button again yeah and I just couldn't get into it and it's just it just really reminded me of, of rough old 8-bit computer games, which are very, very easy to program. And I think it's just a lazy game. And I cannot imagine anyone changing over at any of those top Konami games, which are my, some of my favourite era games, Konami 36-pin games. And I cannot ever imagine changing this for those. If it, this came out earlier, and you swapped it with Scramble or Turtles, that's a, a definite upgrade this would be a downgrade and you would not earn any money in your arcade and you deserve to be shut down and then burnt down <laughs> I, if you see the feedback on Twitter it is mostly positive for this game it yeah, really is our listeners are stupid you can't say that <laughs> <laughs> No, oh. I, th- I think they just liked it because it was simple and then yeah. I think people just got into it I think well there you go it's a nice man putting some tags on our bags thank yeah, you please, thank you so yeah, that's our review of it, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I'm going to continue to play it. I like it. 
Mm. And it has a bit of nostalgia for me because it's one of the first games yes. I used to play test my main with, even though I that. never played it in the arcade. Never saw it in the arcade because they probably just binned it right. straight away. So, Road Fighter, it divides opinions. Zero out of five. Oh, the worst game we've ever played. Technically. Volfide is the worst game we've ever played. That'd be silly. I've got two Volfide boards. <laughs> Volfide looks awesome, 16 bit. Peter graphics. Packrat is better than Volfide. Oh, shut up. It is. At least you can play Just it a, a bit. Oh, my ribs. Have some of that. What's this lady saying? See, she likes Road Fighter. She's not. She's she's complaining. Why are you still talking about Road Fighter? That's what she's saying. Road Fighter, more like. I'm a Road Fighter. Right, we're back in the podcast studios. We're not in airports and stuff at the moment. This may be out of sync. I don't know how I'm going to edit this yet. But we're back in the thing because we didn't have the scores with us in the airport, did we, young man? No, we didn't. So, before we do the scores, let's just do one more thing, though. Uh, because Andrew Hannay already had tickets to Revival, he told us to put the, the names back in the hat and pick another one out. Very generous so, of him because he's already got his tickets. In the competition. In the competition. Uh, so we've got a bunch of names here, and Mr. Sean is going to give us a random number of his random number generator. Number generator! Number three. 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 Oh, Chunks in. That is Rich Gregory. Chunks in. Chunks in. Chunks in space. Well done, Mr. Chunks. Rich, I hope you've got some more people to go with you because this is a family ticket for two adults and two kids and we will see you in two weeks time at Revival we'll get the tickets to you or we'll sort something out on the door whatever's quickest yes. so well done and let's do the scores to Road Fighter Here did anyone go. bother playing even loads of people look yeah, at it I did see that it's sad isn't it sad no. listeners losers it's, in- it's encouraging rump. Right, so we do one each. Yeah, go on, let's start at the bottom. Oh, guess who's right at the bottom? Just a minute, let me give myself one of these. <laughs> I I really didn't... I just did not bother. I hate this game. 22,770. I think I only just done one level. That's rubbish, Vic. See, that plane's going over. It's going to bomb Road Fighter. It's that bad. Oh. It just heard me say it, so it decided to interrupt me. Who's next <laughs> on the old scores? Andrew Driver, 33,000. Stacey King, 39,660. Kyle Parry, 45,000. 910, that's nearly 46,000. Yeah, sorry. Paul McCaskey, 48,480. Steve Tyke, 54,930. Uh, Michael Liss, 56,280. Troll ads. Why are you so trolly? Why are you so trolly? 61,000, no, hang on, 63,000. Uh, Paul C, who's known as Cradster, 65,640. Yes, thank you for playing. Nick Shaw, 71,000. Mark Happy Dude, who is a dude who's very happy. He Unless is. he's playing this game and he's grimacing. Mark Grimace Dude, 71,760. <laughs> Tactical Genius, 84,000. Uh, Sal Bullier... I never get his name right. Sorry, Sal. Sal Bullierlisi, I think. 87,870. Okay, now we're into the 100,000 club, a very exclusive club. Mad Stee, Stee is mad, 106,740. Uh, you know, I walked past the uh, exclusive 100k club and I didn't even look in the door, just walked straight past. You won't get in. I oh, know. Ross Ross, 111,050 <laughs> points. 
Mick Orwell, 113,100. Retro Mash, 130,110. Yeah, thanks for playing Retro Mash. We met him last year at Revival and we're going to meet him again. Oh, yeah. Tagster, the tag, tag, tag. No, you missed Neil out. Don't miss Neil out. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, Neil. Ooh. Neil, 20 to 5, 131,000. That fellow is a mutton chunter. <laughs> Tagster. 171,760. Good scores. Good scores now. Ian Cullen, 183,280. Nick, 73, 185,340. New player, thanks, Nick. Mark K, good scores now. 259,520. He's the only person in the Gold Members 200k club. He is. Sat on his own at the bar with a drink. Mm. And, oh, you... You, sir, are in on your own in the next level up, in the Platinum Club, the 332,360 club. Well, I have got a special pass to get into the most exclusive club. And in that club is Chris, Mooncrested Bootleg, a great score of 495,960. I do beg a question. These people who have got more than 30,000 points. Yes. Why? <laughs> And top of the list, let's give him one of these. Guess who? Mr. C. Harley Farr. C. Harley Farr. That's a wrong sound. 613,320. Well done. Oh, my goodness. He's looped it twice like a boss. Why, Charlie Farr, why? We've already discussed this because it's good, Vic. <gasps> <gasps> So there's the scores. Charlie Farley at the top, me at the very bottom. There was a lot of um, listeners playing this, but not... Well, a lot of them usual listeners, but quite a few new people in there as well. Yes, good that. So thanks for playing new listeners, and thanks for playing old listeners. And I'm, I'm going to update the 10p high score league table and see where we all are. I well, think that's Charlie going to ruin Farley. me, isn't it, being right at the bottom this time? I think Charlie Farley may be back at the top, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. But this this one killed it for me, so that's something else for me to hate it for. Yes. <laughs> See how well we do on the next game, eh? Yes. Oh, this it may be a bit previous, or even a bit after. I'm not sure where our recordings are going at the moment. But we mentioned Upoko as the next game. And people might have a problem with spelling or finding it in MAME if you're emulating it. It's U-O-P-O-K-O. I'm sure I pronounced it wrong when I did it before. When we were at the right. airport. And also, in MAME, it might be known as Puzzle Upoko. So have a look there. And the settings, you might need to press F2 to get into the settings table, the test menu. But I think if you just play MAME, you never touched it before, they'll be set to standard anyway. Yeah, normal settings, no, continue. no continues. That's it, yeah. I think. Yep. Last thing to do before we go is next show's game. Yes, and this has been picked by Peter, well, our, host, our cosmic awesome host, Cosmic 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 Pete. Cosmic Kangaroo. Yes, sorry, Peter. Peter. I'm very K-Man. bad with speaking. K-Man, K-Man, Sweden. He's got a lot better English than you have. He has, hasn't he? He has. So we talked to him this morning over breakfast, and we said, "What game do you want to play?" Because he gave me a bit of a heads up yesterday. Yeah. And he was going to pick. He's going. He's going to pick a cave shooter, Mushy Himasama. But I said no. But he's just texted me. Said he wants that. No, you lying get. <laughs> he was going to choose a cave shooter, but he chose another cave puzzle game. Yes. Upoko. 
Yes, O-U-P-O-K-O, -O, I believe. No, it's spelled U-O-P-O-K-O. Hmm, it's a cutesy puzzle game. So get into that. We shall put the the main settings, be standard settings anyway. We're not we're not yeah. in front of a computer at the moment, so we don't know what they are. But difficulty normal and no continues. It'll be standard in main, and it'll be printed out on the website if you want to look and play along with us. Mm. So send your scores in. Hashtag one zero p score. Yeah, or you can reply as a comment on our Facebook post. Yep. Get, just get in contact with us. Give us your scores. Mm. Give us your best scores. Keep giving us your scores. Bank account details. Score. Bank account details. Pin numbers. Yeah, I need pin numbers. Yes. Yeah. Biscuits. That's, that's, that's pi, pi numbers, not pin numbers. Oh. Yeah. Biscuits. And that is about us. We've got to get on a plane soon anyway. Yes, flying back to UK. So we'll talk to you again in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, kids. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hello children. We are we are We're in Sweden. The Tempeds Arcade Podcast. In Sweden. Sweden Hoyden. Are we? It's getting on a bit. Yeah. It's only about ten o'clock. We've had a lot of drinks with Peter. Yeah. A few of his friends who are getting a mention on the showers later on. Mm. I love it here. I really like this. This place is brilliant. It's really good, isn't it? It's like a sort of rock bar, isn't it? It's a rock bar. When you walk in you've got a Pac-Man load of pinballs. That's good straight away, isn't it? And then a shed load of pool tables. There's 15, I counted earlier, 15 pool tables. And right now, I think it's about 10 o'clock at night? Yeah, probably. Um, there's 15 pool tables being played by 15 groups of people. They've been played, all of them. Every it's, single one. Yeah, so you get all the people in, get them to play the pool yep. tables. Yep. And there's a band warming up. Yeah, a band later on about, about an hour or so. So we play in that band thing? Well, I was singing with some guys, what passed earlier, singing Oasis, because you can hear it in the background. And some guys just sort of talked to me in Swedish. I went, oh, I'm English. Went, they started singing in, in Oasis. I was sort of singing with it. It's great, it's lovely, really, really nice. Not a fan of Oasis, but I like you. Oasis, they're alright, they're good. We're yeah, like singing in chill, in chill, in Let's go down the thing to look at the things. It might be a bit loud, but hopefully this will come out. So yeah. as you walk in the door, to the right you've got a, a groovy sort of goth guy with loads of piercings, taking coats and stuff. He looks like goth Jesus. He is. Taking coats from the unworthy. Yes, and making them worthy. <laughs> And, and then, then of course, there's a, there's a Pac-Man, a full-on yellow Pac-Man, full yeah. Pac-Man. Like Pac I played it earlier. Got the high score, yes. This yeah. one. Well, can, can we explain that everything is um, token-based? Yes. So I've, I've kept a cute token just for my memento today. So, so you pay some kroners and get some tokens. We've got them all for Crowns. free. Crowns. Crowns, they call them. Yeah. yeah. We've got them for free, so we're not sure how much anything costs. Yeah, or someone said one of these tokens is about eighty pence. Is that much? Yeah. Wow. Wait, so we've been privileged. Yeah, something like about forty, isn't they? Yeah, that's cool. But the owner, who's a good guy, you are. You are. You are. Yeah, lovely guy. He's such a genuine bloke. He really, is. really decent bloke. So shout out to you, on. So got pinball. Whoop, whoop. Got WrestleMania. Wrestle who? Lord of the Springs. Lord of who? Boing. Sopranos. Hey, Sopranos. We're talking about titles here. We're the Sopranos. <laughs> Have a cigar. Shut up. Get out of here. Okay. Batman. Metallica. I've heard of Metallica. Metallica. I don't like Metallica, but such a popular pinball. It the looks pinball really is really good because it lights Love up a lot. It lights up so you can see it. It looks amazing. It looks yeah. really cool. Avengers looks really good. Avengers. And Walking Dead. One of your favorites, Walking Dead. I've just... Ooh. 
difficult to do that. Mm -hmm. No one no, eat me braids, Vic. I've played that yeah. just about an hour ago. The last thing you're hearing this, there's just people playing Walking Dead. They love it. Yeah. And, and we walk into the bar properly. This is like the bar area. There's the t-shirts on the wall, rock anthems everywhere. Our yeah. kind of place. Very nice bar, there's a, like a band warming up. Yeah. They warmed up about five o'clock, didn't they? But now they're off again. Now they're all tuned up. R-O-Q, rock Q. Apparently. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's quite clever, that. I may have to buy a t-shirt. I like this place so much. Yeah. Yeah. So we just whizzed through the, the pool tables. It's quite loud in here. Loud as f***. Loud as f***. 15 pool tables all being played at once. So that is a big draw, you get all the people in playing. Everyone loves pool, even I love pool and I don't yeah. like pool. And everyone's playing it. Yeah. Pixies in the background, always a good sign. Where? Being followed by two girls. Oh, hiya. Hello. They're scared now, but they're scared going. now, they're, they're one the other way. They are. And you go around this lovely corner here. Yeah, and this is where you get in the back room where the arcade stuff is. And there's a walled area yeah. with, a, with a discreet entrance for patrons in. In your discreet entrance, oh. <laughs> And you've got candy, candy cabs, new Astro Cities in your face. Astro City. The girls are still there. Ibarra, Pang. Pang. Himasara Futari. Yeah, Futari. So hard. Fantastic game. Rhythm game in the corner of Imani. Beat and you've game. got some of our friends here. The Swedish guys. Hello, Swedish guys. Woo! Hello. Again. So you've got everyone play the beat games. Everyone is playing a drum game here. That it's, is the. It's not stopped for five seconds, is it? I don't know what it's called, that. Donkey Konga. Oh, it's in, it's in our arcade club. I, I, can't, know, ever, I can't remember I know, the name of it. They need to play beat games. They need to play beat games. Go the way, Holly. This is a very ryth oh, there's a step there. This is a very rhythm, like yeah, but that rhythm is not a oriented arcade. Behind you, you there get a few is a capsule here. station, a gashapon, which I got some little flubbery, robbery monsters out of for wife. Yeah. Are you sure they're for white? No. Maybe they're for okay. my pencil tops. Virtual Tennis 3. Virtual Tennis 3. Tetris game, one of the. Um, not Grandmaster. Wow. Tetris. Bumps the chair there. Instant. <laughs> and Tetris. Looks Big Buck Hunter Safari. Nobody's playing that. Nobody cares about killing animals. No, we don't. It's a bit rough, but it's quite addictive apparently. I've never played it. No. I played it once and felt guilty. And that, oh. that is a rhythm. Music Gun Gun, it's called. Music Gun Gun. It's playing Nintendo. Music, but you have to shoot things in time to music. Looks really cool, though. Excuse me, doesn't it? Looks alright. There's a, a reflect beat Volza. Never Which seen that before. It's I like a vertical game. It's I a presume big, it's like a, big a game. massive like tablet flat down, and you've got to press the, press the tablet. Nobody's to... played. I have no idea. I'm not what that is. Here is here is our favourite game of the night. You beat. There's a guy playing it. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. 
so good, that game. It's just a bank of 16 buttons and you press them in time to music. Here is Beat Mania 2DX23 something else. This is a two-player beat game. You've got seven buttons and yeah. a, a scratch, scratch pad. I saw some people playing it earlier. It's very anime-based. Yeah, the earlier Beat Mania has only had I seven have, buttons. I haven't. It looks amazing. Yeah. I have no idea how to play it. I watched the, some video, but I just could not work like, out how to play it. Looks like the front of a spaceship or something. It doesn't look amazing. It's, it's what six feet across, seven feet tall. Yeah. Huge two-player yeah. thing. Really, really nice. Looks like a mixing desk for a. This band. is really quiet because no one's playing, but people playing it non-stop earlier. Non-stop. Yeah. So let's go in the other room. Yeah, so we we'll have to explain. There's like a main area, then two rooms off the side. Offshoot rooms, yeah, with a wall and twin. That's a good, that's a good word, offshoot. And it's we've got to like weave through people because they're all playing. We missed these two. There's, oh, yeah. there's a two groove coasters together. People love this game. Oh, it's so I came one's friends earlier was playing it really well earlier. And two proper music Pop together music with, with like huge a, buttons. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I think I, if I was a bit better, I could play those. You'd be grooving like a coaster, wouldn't you? Yeah, behind you, future Tom Tom. Saw some girls play this really well earlier. Younger people. Younger more, than us. More able. Is that fun. possible? Yes, more able. Oh yeah, you're right. What have we got here? Another one. Same so, game again, but back to front. Is that Future Tom Tom 1 and the other is Future Tom Tom 2? They're back to back, so maybe you can play against you. I don't know, but some God knows. Three oh. candy cabs, Astro City, New Astro City, and new Astro, uh, normal Astro City. Yeah, but the sad thing is, I haven't seen anyone playing that, Ghosts and Goblins. I was playing it. Were you? Yeah, I loved I it. I didn't see you though. I was rubbish, but I loved it. Metal Slug Metal 5. 5, classic. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, classic. Oh. I had the Metal, I had the Sky Cursor in there earlier. You did. Behind you, there's another Tom Tom drum game. It looks like an updated version. It's huge. That is so colourful. It's really bright, isn't it? You've got the little drums with the faces on, they're really nice. You've got like a, maybe a 32 inch screen, but the, the surround and the like, the bezel is like twice that. Six foot across. And it's like 3D. You can hear him bat, bat, bat in the back of people wearing drums. I'm going to have to take a photo of that, it's weird. And then you've this got another one. Uh, this is sort of um, mushy. Oh, sorry, it's uh, Bishy Bashy, isn't it? Three player Bishy Bashy game? Yeah. 2002. Looks brand wow. new. That. I love the Bishy Bashy games, they're so good. They're very good party games. DDR, staple. Initial D, fourth stage you liked earlier. I like that. It's, it's got a really good handling. No. I'm glad you liked it. Virtual Cop 3. Yeah. Uh, a man and his girlfriend playing, shooting the hell out of it. Yeah, you've got. A man and a woman shooting in perfect harmony. Second Unlimited. Oh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Try yeah. to say that again. No. Okay. Behind you, uh, that is a. This I really like. I really, this is my second favourite game of the night. It's called Rhythm Ry Heaven. Rhythm Heaven. This is basically a Nintendo Stroke Sega collaboration. Yeah. You've got like a Nintendo 4 player, 4 D pad. D pad, up, down, left, right. A and B, like a Game Boy. Yeah. Both players. And it's really, really simple. 2007. It's yeah. like 10 years old and we've never heard of it. 
I, I, I actually played this in, in West Lipton Park. I played in Japan. No, he didn't. He made it I up now. I know, I did also. He's trying to compensate. But it's little silly games like um, WarioWare. Yeah, yes. And it's so much fun. Unfortunately, you can usually pick it all up quite easily. But some of it's in Japan, Japanese. You can sort of get the sounds and work out what's going on. I love that game. That's my after you beat my favorite game of the night. A massive Rambo, really, really nice graphics. Yeah, that's got to be PC based, doesn't it? On a, like a 60-inch screen. I have played Rambo in Blackpool, but that is Who's like. It's twice the size. It's not a wrong, wrong game. Wrong. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. It's rocking, twice the size of the, of the one I've played. Really? It's huge. It's got like some mesh, meshing, meshing. Is, is that the got, word? This has got mesh netting. Uzi, nine millimeter. Yeah, the game. Get to the chopper. <laughs> As we said, Tekkens. There's yeah. four Tekkens together. No, no, no that side is not. What's they're that? not Tekkens. Is that Street Fighter? I think four? they're Vulixes. Hang on, we're going to go round. Yes, these are Noirs. Yeah. Tekken. Yeah. And these are Vulix L's with Street Fighter 4, sorry. So what's the difference between a normal Vulix and a Vulix L? I'm not sure. There's different Vulix. There's L, F, G. I think F is a really posh one. G is a good letter. They should do a Vulix. G. Or V. Oh, that'd be really good. The Vulix L, I think, is the normal arcade version. The F is the deluxe version. Behind you, New Astro City with Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, best Street Fighter ever, obviously. Next to that, a new Geo system with wind jammers in it. Yeah. It's, it's a great game. Yeah, game. yeah, really good. Outrun 2 SP. One of your favourites. I do like it. Yeah. On PS2. Do you know what's really good about that machine? It Both works. The screens are exactly the same. The Usually, you've seen. <laughs> One faded and one not. Mm. They're both the same. They're really good. They yeah, look yeah. lovely. Yeah. And they're, they're flat screen CRT as well. And if you turn to your left, sir, yep. you will see Star Wars Racer, which I think is an underrated arcade game. No, it's rubbish. No, it's, it's got you've got you got the throttle left and right. No, so if you think of F Zero, right, you're like. Arumph! Drift around corners. It's like that. I like that game. I played it quite a bit when it came out. Not in not in a double job, but in a single sit down. The thing I is, it's quite good. There are two people playing and one waiting to get on it, which is really cool. No, that's his girlfriend. And that is about it, I think, isn't it? I am not sure. Where are we? Sweden. Look at yeah. those DDR guys. Yes, <laughs> ripping it up. I wish I could play that really well. I'd like to play it better. Look at them. Go for it! Yeah, boy! Woo! Someone's filming them. Play a lot better than we can. Well, kids, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow. Hungover, probably. Very. Goodbye! Yay! You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.